T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what I'm talking about. And yes, like every one of you listening right now, I wish that it had happened at 2 o'clock today. I wish Devin was awake when it happened last night. And I waited and I waited and I waited to hear and see my main man, mm. who appropriately today is rocking the uh, official exclusive I'm a Loser sweatshirt, which I just found out you could buy online right now. Uh, I tweeted out the website for that because the Brooklyn Nets... Gave up. The Brooklyn Nets succumbed to the wants and wishes of a bunch of prima donna ball players, and now their highest paid player is Ben Simmons. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? What do you people want from me today? <laughs> He's gone. There's nothing we I can mean, do. I mean, do you want blood? Do you oh, want tears? Yes, we do. What the hell do you people want? Well, you tell me. Why don't you just give us your, uh, uh, listen, I told you yesterday what you seem to already know. I already knew this. That Kevin Durant had played his last game as an ad. And give me some credit. I tweeted out basically the exact trade 24 hours ago. Uh, Yes, you did. To a T, I missed one first round pick. Well, here we are. A brave new world. Yeah. As Kevin Durant gets his uh, wish from this past summer, he's now a Phoenix son. Kyrie Irving is happy as a clam in Dallas with a win over the Clippers last night. He had 24 points. The Lakers do a three-way trade. They've got gotten better. The New York Knicks acquired Josh Hart. All right, that makes Jalen Brunson happy as their old friends from their college days. And the Brooklyn Nets, to be fair, are not the worst team in basketball for those of you that recognize uh, that Kevin Durant's the best player in basketball, to be clear, as a basketball fan, the tank isn't empty. They just can't win a it's title. Not, it's not even important today. Right. There'll be a day in which I can, and maybe it's later today. I don't know. I'm planning on going to the game tonight because I'm a schmuck. Maybe there's a time where you look at the wreckage, you look at the damage, you analyze and say, all right, things aren't that bad. But here's the reality for any net fan that wants to spin things. We... We're a disaster. Yes. We had a super team, and you can blame Kyrie. You can blame Mayor Adams. You can blame Joe Sy. Pick whoever you want to blame. I don't care who to blame. Here's what I know. We won one bleeping round of the playoffs. That's it. We are the joke of the league. With a joke for every Nick fan. And you have a right to laugh and celebrate. God bless you. know This is what fandom is. Point at us. Laugh at us. Mock us. Do your thing. This is a top five Nick moment in the last 15 years, and I understand that and I respect that. This is a Mount Rushmore moment for the Nick fan, probably in your entire history, and I respect that. But the reality is, I can't get over the high from June of 2019 to this low. We had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That's we had, my guy. There you go. We had James <laughs> Harden join them, oh. and within a year, all three of them are gone. And so you could talk to me all you want about the draft picks they got back and Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Cam Thomas is still here and Nick Claxton's still here. And trust me, I'll get there. I've seen darker situations, Craig. But the fact that this crew, bro, won nothing? Craig, they won nothing. Absolutely nothing. I didn't even go to the finals. I didn't even go to the conference finals. I got one round of victory. I got the same results I got from Darren Williams. The same results I got from Kevin Garnett. Like, what? Yeah. And so, it is actually, what, it is the biggest debacle in the history of the NBA from a standpoint of collection of absolute talent. 
there was a moment there, a short moment, where the Brooklyn Nets had three of the top ten players in the league. They didn't play a lot of games together, unfortunately, for Brooklyn Nets fans. And how quickly it went from, we are the beasts of the East, we have the and, best and, shot to go to uh, an NBA championship, to having none of them left. And it doesn't matter the why. Like, I'm seeing a lot of debates on, had this happen, why this happened, who to blame. Here's all I know as I sit here next to you and your smug face. I love it. it I can't get enough it, of this. It collapsed, and it didn't work. And I'll one-up your statement. In all of sports, forget the NBA. In sure. all of sports. There's probably a Yankee team in there that had talent. We thought that was unbeatable offensively, but yeah, sure. All of sports. <laughs> and that's the indignity and the embarrassment we all have to live with. That scarlet Not all letter that's you on guys. us. Now, well, we don't have to live with it. We're I'm, loving it. I'm talking to my fellow Net fan. All right, because 19 all day, of you. Because here's what's had just 30, happened. 30 seconds. In the, 30 last, seconds. in the last 24 hours, and really, to be fair, the last four days... All those uh, front-running weasel Net fans who claimed, oh, I've always been a Net fan. Oh, it's about the borough. Oh, it's about you know my love for Brooklyn. I never liked the Knicks. They're all gone. So the real fans like you and Keith and Jerry Recco totally respect the fandom. It's real. It'll outdate everyone currently on the team. But for all you front-runners who decided to turn your backs on the New York Knicks, and I get why we've been a joke for a quarter century. I get it. Where are you now? You're men and women without a home, without a team. And know this, at least you still have Ben Simmons. Just, uh, don't bring him up. Your version of Eddie Curry. At least you That is your I, guy. I prefer to think about Woo! Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton and Michael Bridges. Yeah. I prefer to think about that. I bet you do. Not the albatross known as Ben Simmons. And I said this earlier uh -huh. on Twitter. Jay Crowder deserves a highlight video more than Ben Simmons does. Jay Crowder, who's not played a game this year. It's kind of like the John Wall situation. There's just an agreement he wasn't going to play. I couldn't tell if he's in shape or not. Doesn't matter. He has already been uh, offloaded, I think, to Milwaukee yes. for five second-round picks. Well, that's not true. It's only three second-round picks because the owner of the Brooklyn Nets is now only concerned about saving on his tax bill. And while that won't be called out by many, because who cares, I and I respect five. that. Five, I apologize. No, it's I apologize. not because the owner, again, wants to save on his tax bill. So instead of taking back a salary like a Serge Ibaka, a Jordan Nawawa, he said, I'll ship them to Indiana and I'll give them a few of my five second-round picks because Joe Sy's concern, he has no problem taking my money. And he'll do it every year because I'm a schmuck. And no problem taking other people's money. Yeah. But Joe Sy would rather save on the tax bill. $100 million. That's the reality. Right. So the reason why the Nets have three second-round picks instead of five, again, no one cares, but I want this to be known, sure. is because the billionaire owner is more concerned about yeah. saving on his tax bill than trying to rebuild this mess. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Now, the uh, trade deadline uh, is at uh, 3 o'clock today, so less than an hour to go. Obviously, there's not going to be any trade that's at the level of Kevin Durant going to Phoenix because of who Kevin Durant is. But uh, there will be some trades. Uh, the Knicks are rumored to still be talking to some teams. We'll see if that plays out. Zach Levine, which could uh, be a big one. There is a rumor out there that the Knicks have been uh, discussing whether or not it started on their end or the other end, a Zach Levine-R.J. Barrett deal, uh, which I think most of us would do uh, considering how R.J.'s played since I, the contract. I have not heard R.J. Barrett. What I've heard is that three number one picks plus young assets like Obi Toppin and Quentin Grimes, All which right. is a lot, and that's an expensive package to give up. Now, Zach Levine is a scorer, and he's still relatively young. He does make a ton of money, and you've got injury concerns. But it would be Leon Rose taking these draft picks and saying, let's go for it. They used one of these protected first-round picks last night on a useful rotation player in Josh Hart. Yeah. But I don't think any Nick fan has envisioned using the first-round picks to get useful rotation players no. more to get the big Look, one. Look, getting Josh Hart's good for depth, for sure. No doubt. But Josh Hart doesn't change the Knicks from a six seed to a four seed. No. Uh, good player. Not knocking him. Good player. Good, you know, uh, 12, 15-minute-a-game kind of guy. But if the Knicks are going to try to pull off a trade that gives them a better shot of solidifying a playoff spot beyond, you know, being right on the, the bridge of 6, 7, 8, 9, uh, Josh Hart's not that guy. And you know what's funny? We're in a similar situation now. The Nets have a lot of first-round picks. The Knicks have a lot of first-round picks. And you got to ask yourself, what are you using them for? Right. Are you using them to eventually draft kids of your future, or are you using them to package for the next star? Because let's not be mistaken about this. Despite the massive failure that the Nets just had, the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets are going to always go star hunting. 
And you want to know why? Because that's how you win in the NBA. Sure. So as burned as the Nets are, let's not be naive about what's going to happen. So when you've got a lot of first-round picks, sure, you can use them, but the ultimate plan is to cash those chips in, like Cleveland did for Donovan Mitchell, like Atlanta did for Deontay Murray, like Phoenix did for my old now, guy. I will say this from a Nick perspective. If the New York Knicks trade, and I just saw the last rumor, it's closer to what you said than what I said, because well, I saw Barrett saying I may be off on that. If the Knicks trade three first-round draft picks and a player like Grimes, which I'm reading now, to get Levine then I would have to ask Leon Rose the question, why didn't you just do the Donovan Mitchell Because Donovan's better. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's, I mean, that's six to one, half dozen of the other. And I would rather have Donovan Mitchell yeah. than Levine all day, every day. And it day. goes back to this. All right, you make so that trade. Let me just finish that thought. It, the, to me, the New York Knicks are not trading three first-round draft picks and a kid like Grimes to get Levine when they said no to a couple of draft picks and uh, R.J., to get a much better player in Mitchell. So where does I'd that, be shocked if they did that. Where does that leave you? If you are now building around Jalen Brunson, who's been awesome this season, Zach Levine, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, are you a contender in the Eastern Conference? No. No. There are, there, are, there are three teams that, no matter what we do now, the New York Knicks are never going to get close to in the moment, and that's Philadelphia, Boston, and Milwaukee. Could you make an argument there are trades to be had possibly that at least gives you a chance to maybe compete with the next tier of teams? Maybe. But to me, the New York Knicks at best, and that's acquiring a legitimate score, uh, a five seed? Right, and also, I don't see them much better than that. The other thing is the Knicks have a lot of protected first-round picks. Are you trading protected first-round picks? Right. Or are you trading unprotected picks of your own? Because that's far different. Those sure. two things are completely different in talking about what you're willing to give up. That being said, uh, we are witnessing, and sadly it's here in our own town. I'm glad as a Nick fan, I know you're uh, upset if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Uh, this might be the last day we ever talk Brooklyn Nets basketball for a long time now because the Brooklyn Nets blew up what should have been a team that made multiple runs to an NBA Finals, certainly Eastern Finals, if nothing else, and they didn't do any of it. And they will go down, I think you'd agree with me on this, Evan. Yes. In the history yes. of North American professional sports yes. as the most underachieving team yes. with championship talent on yes. it in any sport, yes. in any era yes. of all time. Yes. I may be biased because it is my own. Yeah. But you know what? You can never blame me for having Robert Titus. Because think about it. Yeah. I had You were planning a parade. I was never planning a Remember parade. Remember you were going to be drinking. You. you told me right on Flatbush I, Avenue. It was all a hypothetical. <laughs> you were planning the parade. He's this, marrying us. Yeah. That's my guy. And then he jersey. couldn't wait to screw around on us yeah. and head to Phoenix to chase the girl he's you know yeah. wanted since 2011. I, mean, I, I should have empowered the guys uh, all day today to find all your douchey, arrogant comments about the great Kevin Durant. And him and Kyrie, and oh, and Joe Harris comes back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll say this to everybody listening. Oh, it's great. What a great I'll, day. I'll take it. I deserve oh, it. Oh, you got no choice. I'll take it. Uh, here's the beauty because of it. Because I would do the same to you, and I think it's only fair game. Yeah. I don't like your team. I've always been honest about that all my years here. You now finally don't like my team. We'll see if you care about them in a week. I, I'm done caring about them. <laughs> I think you will Monday night at Madison Square Garden. You know, it'll be interesting. You, you put out a photograph uh, two nights ago. You went to the, the Barclays. I forget who who they playing. Um, they were playing the Phoenix Suns. Suns right? Yeah, go figure, right? I went on a scouting yeah, mission. You wanted Mikael Bridges after that game. You're like, I'll take that guy. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, actually. Um, no, but it'll be interesting. Now that, listen, Durant wasn't going to play tonight anyway because he was hurt. But, I mean, half empty tonight at, at tip. So, late arriving crowd, so they, but not full. Is that they, fair? They ended up arriving. I got a lot of crap from some Net fans about this. The picture I put out was during the National Anthem, a quarter and in the, the building. looked bad. The, the, quarter, the place was packed after the first quarter. Right. So, okay. I own that. Yeah. And I put an updated picture uh, out there. The one thing I'd warn you about, and I don't blame you for not caring or for anyone caring, but in 2019, when the Nets shockingly made the playoffs and they had this fun, young, exciting team, yeah. people were showing up. Like, oh, wait. Go ahead. Go people ahead. were showing up in the building. Now, it wasn't what it was earlier this year where it sold out every night. And when they were in the playoffs against Philly, the building had a soul. The building had a loudness to it. So I agree with you that there have been a lot of front runners. There are a lot of people that want to just stand for Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. But there are net fans in this world. There may not be a lot of us, 
But I do think there will be people in that building. It is not going to be East Rutherford, New Jersey all over again. Because there are Net fans. There are kids growing up in Brooklyn who are rooting for the team because the name of the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. But you're right. Look, I'll be there. You know me. I'm a moron. I'm there forever. I'm a diehard fan through good and bad times. But I do think there will still be some people in that building rooting on a team that I got to tell you, they're right there with the Knicks. I'll see you in the playing tournament. Uh, (laughs) Listen, but we didn't have three of the greatest players on the planet all at the same time. They shunned us, all of them. And you sat there, as you should have, and mocked. Oh, they weren't afraid of New York. They just didn't want to play in your building. Mm. They wanted to play in my building, in my borough. And we sat here and we had to take it. We had no choice but to take it. And uh, like most things that uh, take place for teams that typically uh, don't know what they're doing. And now I have an owner who's, I mean, got to be now the worst owner in New York by far. And he's saving pennies right now. And now now he's saving $100 million by making trades to uh, get under the luxury tax number. Uh, Yeah. We're back. We're back, well, Nick fans. I, We're back. One thing that has become By perfectly way, hey, clear. Do me a favor, Tommy. Uh, get me Mike Rappaport on the line. Get me Spike Lee on the line. Get me uh, Steve Sharip on the line. Uh, get me all the uh, former Sopranos cast members who now get identified by other shows they're working on, which <laughs> bothers every fan of the Sopranos like Michael Imperioli. Get them all on the phone. I want them all. Today is a day to rejoice because the New York Knicks again are kings of New York. So you'd agree with me this is a Mount Rushmore Knicks moment in their history? In their history? Yeah. I will say this. Last 10 years? It, it It's right there next to Willis Reed. <laughs> it's right there. I, I do. Things that have no impact on the game itself. One thing that became clear, and I think you'll like this, because I think it'll yeah. make you feel better. Kevin Durant never chose the Brooklyn Nets. I want to make that clear. Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant chose Kyrie. Kevin Durant chose Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And that has been made perfectly clear over the last 48 hours. He didn't pick me. He didn't pick Barclays Center. He didn't pick Sean Marks. He didn't pick the borough. He didn't even pick the city. He wanted to play with his friend. And through everything that happened over the last three and a half years, he sided with his friend until the bitter end when the Nets ultimately decided, we don't want to employ your friend anymore. And Kevin Durant decided... I didn't come here for you. I came here for him That's right. to get me out of here. I will say one and thing. And that has become crystal clear. I will say this about Kyrie Irving, who yesterday after uh, the Mavericks win a game, he made the point of saying it's great, it's great that uh, Kevin got out of there, and it would be awesome to be able to see him more now because we're both in the West. Mm. And I would just say memo to Kyrie, you could have seen him as much as you wanted. You were on the same team. Like, you're not going to see him more now. Yeah. You're not going to see him at all now. It's like, it's, it's amazing. Kyrie Irving, and this reminds me of a famous line from the Cosby show, the sitcom, the show, when he said to Theo, oh Son, God. I brought you into this world. I can take you out of this world. Yeah. Kyrie Irving brought the Nets into this world of relevance. He did. Yeah, he, did. he brought the Nets into the world of a super team, yeah. and he was absolutely the one that said, Okay. Now you're done. He brought us in. He took well, us out. He felt mistreated. We'll get into what he meant by that coming up uh, momentarily because uh, he did explain it apparently. And uh, all your calls. going to be a fun day today for us Nick fans and for the nine of you out there that care about the Nets. It will not be fun for you. But if you have no interest in basketball, no interest in the Nets or the Knicks, it's still going to be fun watching Evan. Uh, watching <laughs> Evan uh, have to take the, uh, the, the arrows today that are coming his way because he is the representative Net fan. With all due respect to uh, Jerry and Keith, he's been here longest. He is the guy most people look to as who's the net fan on the fan. It's this guy right here, right? Who is rocking the official exclusive? I'm a loser sweatshirt. Well played today, sir, and I appreciate you taking over. And I for that. plan on walking in a Barclays Center tonight and giving a standing ovation to my guy Spencer. Dinwiddie, because uh, that's my bleeping goal. You can't say it again. Man, it's you can not pie in my face when we win a title. Uh, uh, I'll bring, I, I want you to bring them all back. Go back and check the archives all day. Any cocky, arrogant statement my man has made, uh, I want it replayed. Well, you- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Joining us uh, now from uh, Arizona is my main man, Darren Ravel. Darren, it's uh, Craig and Evan uh, here in New York. I was just wondering... If there's still a market for those uh, signed Kevin Durant uh, net uh, cards you have in your possession, this 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 must have been the fastest turnaround for an owner ever. They announced Matt Ishbia at what 11 a.m. yesterday here, and and uh, his team is now like third most likely to win the NBA title. Yeah, pretty, pretty remarkable. Pretty uh, pretty good start. They kinda won't win the NBA title. Kind of so Steve Cohen esque. Uh, anyhow, how are things in Arizona? Or I wonder. You know, for the locals there, not that you get to see a lot of them because there's a, such an influx of people from all over the uh, the country for a Super Bowl. Are they Super Bowl heavy, or is it all Phoenix Suns right now? Right. Well, today it's just Phoenix Suns. Yep. You know, guys getting traded. Like literally, you can't talk about anything else. The only thing that I'm really seeing is people being surprised at the Super Bowl ticket plummeting and kind of really? where that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 now in. How the do you range define of, plummeting? Yeah. Uh, last 48 hours, the get-in has gone from about 5000 bucks to 3000 All right. That's a significant, that's a 40% drop. Yeah, not, not you know, in the affordable range. But it's, so now the only thing that's going to stop this drop is someone who's already at the waste management or someone who's around who just says, or a displaced fan who just says, I'm just going to go. And usually this it happens this way where it never, the market never, the only time the market ever fell out was the uh, was the one in New Orleans, the first Brady Super Bowl. See, what's where weird you had, me, what, that's so weird to me because Philly fans travel very, very well. Kansas City, of course, no stranger to the Super Bowl. They travel very well. It's a great matchup, all the nonsense you want to talk about. But you do know, you can- want to be there, Craig? That's the thing. Like, everyone says, hey, are you really the best fan if you're at the game? Like, I don't know. I know I know plenty of guys who say, I just want to, I'm an Eagles fan. I just want to be locked in a room and watching yeah. on TV. It's not that good watching a football game. I agree. Game. Listen, I went crowd. to, I've told this story many times. I went to 12 consecutive Super Bowls. I stayed for three of them. But does, yep. it, does it also hurt to your point that the Eagles fan base has been in a Super Bowl relatively recently? Yeah, that's true. And the Chiefs have been there a couple of times where there may be fans who've done the trip in the last half a decade who say, well, I did that once, I'm not doing it again. I think the price well, if it was is, the Bills, forget about it. Right? That's like, different. Yes, was, I agree. If it were the, the Jets, Bills, like yeah. this ticket, there's no way this ticket would be less than you know, $8,000 because everyone would be coming. But yes, obviously, it's, it's, it's the Alabama in the national championship syndrome. Right, right. Like, right. How many times are you going to go? And it's you know the one when the once in a lifetime becomes thir- third in a lifetime and fourth in a lifetime. It's just not that cool. And the reality is that you know the people that have those get-in tickets, which are not the best tickets in the building, are trying to make a profit. They're panicking right now. They don't want to be stuck holding the ticket because they're not going to the game. So they're lowering the price now to just guarantee the sale at a, at a smaller profit, so they can move on. That's really what's going on. Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl is also a different animal. People like the commercials. People like. I mean, I. I, I it, it, it's completely different. Um, but I know so many people who, and you guys have heard this before, where even they're going to a regular season game and they say, "I went to the regular season game. I went to the game." And then I call the person later and say, "Hey, what are you doing now? You went to the Giants game." He's like, "I'm watching the Giants game." Right. I'm like, "What? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you, what do you right. mean you're watching the Giants? You were just at the Giants game." He's like, no, 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 no. I need to see it now. I'm like, "Well, that's why you're not married." He's like, no, I got to see the game. I'm like, well, why'd you go? It's a good point. That's an Evan Roberts move right there. (laughs) Evan is the king of that. Talking to Darren Ravel. You know, one of the reasons I wanted Darren to come on, everyone knows, listen, I'm a compulsive gambler. I don't gamble. I can't gamble. But I'm obviously aware of what's going on. And I was was really struck by the fact, and I guess I shouldn't have been, 
that this year, and it's a landslide number, there will be nearly $16 billion legally wagered on the uh, the Super Bowl. If you had a couple billion more, you know, neighborhood boogies and whatnot, it'll be in the ballpark of $20 billion wagered on Sunday's game. We've never seen anything like that. And I'm trying to figure out who's exposed here. I was told that by far a significant amount of money is on Philly as opposed to Kansas City. Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, the the props are obviously the thing where there the number of props are insane, and the money on the props in the past couple of years has, has just grown to get the casual person involved. Um, and the one thing that we saw, which is just crazy, is someone put on Twitter that uh, that there was a pro football page where the script was revealed, <laughs> and it's thirty seven. Thirty-four. I saw people. that. <laughs> and it, okay, so, so and it had it had the, it had you know the temperature and yeah. the time the game kicked off and it, and it was right. And so I, I call up the sports book. I'm like, hey, you guys are doing this correct score kind of thing. Right. Let, let me ask you a question. Out of all the bets, is is the one the Eagles thirty-seven, <laughs> the Chiefs thirty-four? Is that the one where you're getting the most money? They're like by five times. I'm like, oh my god! So I mean, people bought on. into it. So oh, that's get this right. First off, you know, if you've gambled at all, you know that you know those types of bets are sucker bets. You are not going to win them ninety plus percentage of the time. It is how casinos, and you've documented this as well, make the far majority of their money on sports wagering yes. are on uh, your know, bets, exotic bets like that. But you're telling me that a guy goes on Twitter after the Arian Foster interview saying that the NFL is scripted and yes. says he found the script for the Super Bowl. It's and, a screen grab from a page that does not exist, but it looks yeah. exactly like yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. and the betting public was like. In just in case this is right, I got to get in on it. Let me let me let me tell you something. Guys. <laughs> if there was a script, okay. If there was a script, and by the by the by the way, the best thing David Stern ever said to me was, he goes, "When people say it's scripted, do they understand that they're accusing me of fraud and racketeering, and I could go to jail for ten years? Like this is not a light claim." But if Roger Goodell actually had the script, and by the way, to script every player and every motion is like a ballet. Right. Okay, it's very stupid. But if that was the script, guess what? It's not the script anymore. It's not the script anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and when and when the, the the places told you that it's five to one, uh, you, you're talking millions of dollars then that are being wagered on this Fugazi script, yes. right? Yes, Mil- millions of and millions and millions and millions more wagered on the coin toss. Yeah, so uh, let me walk Evan through that. Is that you the know, most popular bet? Not the most popular. The it's game one, is the it's most one, popular. It's one. It's one. It's probably in the top five. Wow. The coin toss. As, well, as and, far as a non-game outcome bet, yeah, it's yeah, up there. But yeah. here's where this became famous. For those of you that don't know, back in the day, uh, and when I was gambling uncontrollably, I've been on the coin toss. So uh, you know, it's a fifty-fifty proposition, right? But it didn't become well known until, of all people, Wayne Gretzky's wife, uh, Janet Gretzky who is a well-known gambler in gambling circles, made a $50,000 wager. It's probably maybe 20 years ago now, and won the bet. And that then uh, started uh, an investigation, and obviously uh, it blew up Rick Tockett's spot as a guy that was running a a bookmaking operation in South Philly with a couple state troopers. But it started with Janet Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what happened after that was then the Imperial Palace in Vegas started taking it, and then the Nevada Gaming Control Board said, wait, we don't think you can take this bet. And they're like, well, it happens on the field of play, right? Because Nevada's worried about, is there a human controlling it? And they're like, well, there's a human controlling it, but it's not with a string. Like, they don't know. And then so first it was head tails, then it was... What team will be the first to make an offensive play? But then the problem was that Belichick would always defer. So then that actually had to go into the, right. the odds. But the, the truth is that now the coin toss is a really good thing for the books because they offer zero juice. Now, this is the, this is the weird thing. If you believe that at this point – the, uh, the everything is so tight, the lines are so tight that there's not really much value, and everything is a 50-50 split. The coin toss is actually the best bet at this point because sure. it's 50-50 with zero juice. So 
there's actually an argument to be made that if you think that everything's refined and, you know, the Eagles should be one and a half and everything else that goes on, the coin toss has the, you're paying the books in layman's terms, the least money. Right. So there is, there is some, uh, something to yeah, that. Yeah, it's like it's going into casino. Like, to like the yeah. best the best uh, the best bet you can make in a casino is red or black at a roulette table. It's 50-50. I uh, it's right. a little less because of double zero obviously, but you get the point. Uh yeah, and it's become because of the uh the advent of mobile wagering and the fact that so many people are doing it legally now. Yeah, they're trying to figure out, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to put my toe in the water. Oh, that'll be fun. I don't have to know anything about football. I don't know the quarterback's names, but I know heads and tails, so I'll put a couple bucks on that, and that's how it starts, and that's how it grows. Now, let me tell you one more thing. Stanford, there's a paper at Stanford that actually says there is an edge in the coin toss. What? It, it's what, you, what, the, what the ref starts on. So if the, if the tail is up or the head is up, it is a 51% chance of what starts up, given a nor- assuming it's not an aggressive flip and it's a real flip. Right. How, high, how high does the coin go? And then Evan, the other thing is, remember, there are two ways to flip a coin. <laughs> you could flip it, catch it, and then put it on the top of your, the back of your hand. Or, or, you, or you let it hit the ground. So do we know right. which official is flipping the coin and their track record for the kind of flips that they usually I, do? Dude, I, I, I wish I knew. And then the other, the other, thing, the other thing that I like is... So, like, the commercials for me has been just – it's horrible over the last 10 years because they give it all away, right? Like, all these ad firm guys are like, oh, let's get the ROI through YouTube. So we'll, have, we'll tell the boss that we already have 20 million hits before the Super Bowl starts. What about the fact that when I'm sitting on the couch, I've already seen it, and now I can actually go to the bathroom and not care about it? So, so there, you know, the, the guys at, at uh, Miller Coors are basically like, okay, we're going to have people predict the – the right. commercial. They have and they have six spots only to see a most seen it. You can go on DraftKings and you can guess the twelve questions and you know, and then they have a kitty of, of prizes. So like that's one of those things too where it's like even things that aren't betting has kind of become, you know, the the whole yeah, idea well, of betting is surrounded right. everything. You can bet on everything now. And listen, you're right. Like, you know, I do a show on Fox. I'm sure I could ask, hey, you guys know the commercial stop sets? Of course they do. <laughs> they know the order. They know who what commercial's up first, what's you know, and then that's the issue. It's like when you uh, you know, in some states, for example, you can't wager on the Grammys or the Oscars, let's Correct. say. But there are because people that person, know the outcome, right? There's a right? person who knows. Right, there's and a who knows. the reality is that, you know, you don't know who that person is. That person's most likely not uh, a man of generational wealth. And if you know who that person is, that you can probably get to the person. Right. Hey, what's the name of the best you know, picture? Craig, right. Do you know this? Do you know the security around the Pepsi halftime show when Pepsi had it? I mean, I, like, just the, just, just the, just the rehearsal. Yes. To go to the rehearsal and who was on the list and who was who who, who sees the rehearsal. Well, how I about mean, it, it, yeah? But how about this one? I'll give you one that it came, this happened a couple years ago. As many people know, we're talking to Darren Ravel. You can now wager on the length of the national anthem. Well, yeah. a couple years ago, and that building is locked down like Fort Knox, like what you're talking about with Pepsi, right? So because they do an actual live rehearsal in the stadium. All right? Yes. So I forget who the performer was, but it was a couple years ago. Because they did a live performance while the building was locked down, there was a couple construction guys like 10 blocks away minding their own yeah, business. On the outside. On the outside. Yeah. You could hear it outside, outside the stadium, they heard it. They recorded it. Everybody knew exactly how long the anthem was going to be. <laughs> yeah, and, so, so, yeah. So when I, yeah, when I used to work for, for NBC and I was standing out there on the stanchions, for for CNBC, and I was out there. Uh, you could even when you were on the outside, you could hear what the first song was. You could hear what the national. You could hear right. it all, huh. which is why they still do it, and they're it's available in some states. But like, try to get more than fifty dollars on it. Good luck. Right? Isn't there a wager out there now? People are talking about, and this is just shows you the ridiculousness of some of the gambling that's out there on. What's Rihanna's last song going to be? Who's the special guest going to be? Stuff like that. Uh, there, uh, there is a will a uh, a body part of Rihanna's be revealed, which is so stupid what? because it's only <laughs> happened once with Janet Jackson by right. accident. There is actually a prop; it is real. 
where you can bet on that. It's 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 minus sixteen hundred for no. Uh, I mean, God. Once you get it, some great odds on the possibility, it's a yes. Can you, yes. So when it happens, someone goes yes, and you're like. You were rooting for that? <laughs> no, I just won money off it. That's a $3,200 nickel. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we're now, going to dinner, honey! I, I got to ask you a question, because uh, I've not followed it recently. Uh, you've been very public about your wagers, and uh, sometimes I, I worry about that, because if you have a good weekend, I worry that that's going to encourage people that, oh, it's easy to do. How did you wind up for the year in, in NFL? Were you up or were you down? I think I was down around... 13,500 bucks. So this is one of the things that I do. I am very transparent. You can see every bet of mine since December 4th, 2018. So I know exact. if you go to the action network that I work for, you can go on my page. You can see exactly how much I bet and you can see how much I lost. And I talk about it. And Craig, especially given your history, I think this is really important because uh, I'm not just talking about when I win. You can see all my bets. And I think a problem with problem gambling is people forget their losses fast yes. and they try to forget them. And if you, if you don't allow yourself to forget them and they're in front of your face and they're tracked, uh, I, I think that's a major, major, like that will ensure that you don't go above your bankroll, and you're looking at it, well, and it's not just in air. I'll do you one better. Uh, you know, part of you and I went through my trial, you know, they subpoena all your uh, casino records, okay? Yep. And this just happened to me maybe a couple weeks ago because, you know, I'm, I'm many years now away from that moment in my life, but I happened to stumble upon it in an old document, and forget about the wins and losses because I've been very public. You know, I've had seven-figure wins. I've had seven-figure losses, you know, and I'm wagering a ridiculous amount of money. But I went back and I was reading a document that, you know, when I played because of the amount I was playing, every hand is monitored. And there's a report on it uh, because they wanted to make sure I wasn't counting cards. And in reality, counting cards is more of a Hollywood thing. There aren't 10 men alive today in this country that truly count cards the way you saw in the Ben Mesrick book, uh, You're 21. Bringing down the house. Yeah, only a handful of guys have ever truly done it at that level. In any event, because of how much I was wagering, they want to make sure that I'm not aware of the count even if I was, am I betting the count, right? Now, for laymen okay. out there, when you play blackjack, um, they give a numerical value to cards, and when the deck is in a high positive number, it means that there's a lot of tens left, meaning the okay. deck is in the player's favor. All right, whatever. Long story short, I went back and I looked uh, at a, a trip I made to an Atlantic City casino over the course of uh, four hours of gambling, and I was disgusted reading it. Because if I if I put it out there publicly, and maybe one day I will, not for the glorifying of how much money, because I'd probably take the money out of it, the amount of wagers, how many times I went from one table to another table. Right, you couldn't have possibly been doing anything good. R- right, and there were nights I won doing it, but the point was it was the behavior of a manic person, win or losing, and it really struck me, because I, I had not looked at it in a long time, and now I'm looking at a piece of paper documenting how I wagered, how often I wagered, the amount of hands I wagered, how often I went from this table to that table to this table to that table, and I was disgusted with myself looking at it. Uh, And I think being transparent like you are with your bets, people need to understand the brightest people, the most well-connected people, the people who have like legitimate algorithms and break stuff down are going to still do a lot of losing. And what's my, fast, my, yeah. my best year in college football was fifty eight percent. Okay, I mean, which which <laughs> barely which barely makes you any money, right. right? And that barely makes you money. And I can tell you as a fact in the history of handicapping, there is no such handicapper in the world that has ever had back to back years over sixty percent. It doesn't happen. Right. And the greatest right. gambler of all time, a guy named Happy Walters, who Armin just wrote a book with, which comes out later in August, never sold a pick. Because it, the handicappers aren't any better at picking games than uh, the chicken in my backyard is. They're great yeah. marketers. They're not great handicappers. In any event, I think it's good that you publicize that because people need to recognize, yeah, you know what? You're a net loser this year. You can afford yep. it. You're being responsible, and that's all right. But it's not this pie in the sky. I won every parlay. I win every bet. You know, I'm the cat's meow and gambling. So I think it's good yeah, to do no, that. Yeah, no, yeah. 
especially, especially given live betting, right? I mean, now sure. we have live betting where, you know, you want to scratch back and scratch back and keep going. I'm, go- I'm going to make it back tonight. Before I go to sleep, I'm going to be at zero. I'm yeah. going to fight. Well, I'm cha- fight. Yeah, chasing's the worst thing. I've to- Evan and I have had this conversation offline because Evan, although he, I speak for you here, does not bet a lot of money. He has become very good at in-game NBA. I love line betting, yeah, yeah. And I've told, what have I told you a million times? Be disciplined. That's when it. When they make you an offer to guarantee you a win, get out and take I'm the, the win. I'm the king of cash outs. I cash out all the time. <laughs> right. I, 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 I would say one thing about live betting, because I do about 80% live betting. Just, just make sure that, you know, try in the moment to have an edge. and But realize that... Every score then becomes part of their algorithm to make the computer smarter. And if you think in thin air you're going to be better than that, figure out what it is. So for me, and I know we don't have much time here, but for me, I always bet live unders because the algorithm accounts for people rooting for offense and for them to always be an over. So so that is actually some sort of edge that stays consistent. It's a very small edge, but just realize that you are going up against the computer, and the computer is getting smarter every single day. Right. Are you? No, you're not. No. You're not. Now, real quick, what what's the deal with uh, the, you and J.J. Watt? I saw you waiting for him after that last game, <laughs> and I'm like, he was a little stalkery. I wasn't sure what was going on. No, listen, J, J, listen <laughs> J.J. and I are friends. We're, we're business partners in a canned cocktail business. We're business partners in other things. Company's called Kickstand. Um, listen, I went to fly out to see him to surprise him for his last game, and I did not. Everyone hates on everything. Like right, you know, I'm right. the most hated man on Twitter, so of course it has to go wrong. So he goes around the stadium. You know how he's throwing the balls to the fans. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get killed if I stop him publicly in his last ball throw. So I'm just gonna go in the middle of you know the, the when he's going to the locker room, and I'm gonna stop him. Well, he keeps walking, keeps walking, keeps walking, and I hit him on the back at like 50 feet before special needs kids are waiting for him. Oh. And of course, the video then becomes Darren Ravel stops special needs kids from seeing JJ Watt, Jeez. which, by the way, JJ already talked to him and this and that. I didn't even see them, and I was just surprising him. Just a case in point, everything goes wrong when social media. Boy, involved. you are a bad guy. I was thinking, what a bad guy. I'm a horrible guy. What a horrible guy. <laughs> what this guy? How now, could you do that to the kids? It's for the kids. So here's How the, could you do that to the kids? Here's the question Are you flying back home or are you staying for the game? Uh, right now, I have an you know I've done like you, Craig. This is this is Super Bowl twenty one. So I am uh, I have a flight back at uh, eleven forty five p.m. Uh, the red eye, so that I don't have to deal with the Monday morning airport, which is the biggest yes. nightmare after Thanksgiving. It is a problem, and if you fly private, uh, late Sunday night is the worst airport experience for the bougie out there that do fly privately. But I got gotcha. you. Well, look, safe travels. Appreciate you coming on. and Always yeah, great talking to you I think we, By the way, I do think there is a place to have some roundtable uh, public conversations about gambling in this manner, which I think would be very helpful for a we lot of people. It. So yeah, I'd love to have it. you be a part of that. So I appreciate that. Of course. That. Of All right, kiddo, be good. All right, be good. Uh, I talked to this uh, Darren Ravel, who's uh, become a friend over the last couple of years. And uh, interesting stuff. He is uh, very uh, much disliked on Twitter. He said something that made me very, very sick at the beginning yeah. of the interview. Go ahead. He talked about the get-in price for the Super Bowl. And I started thinking, sounds a lot like a devil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yes, you're pretty close. That's, that's pretty damn close. And Adele's there every week. Every weekend. <laughs> WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. I'm fascinated by this Mets decision to advertise during the Super Bowl. Now, I want to be clear about one thing. He's not, they're not advertising on the national broadcast, and we're not getting too in the weeds on it. There's, I think, two minutes or maybe even one minute per hour mm-hmm. where the local affiliate can sell a commercial that is only seen regionally. So uh, you may have read that a commercial for the Super Bowl is about 7 or $8 million. That's for the ones that air nationally. Right. So you're going to see a 30-second, I think it's 30 seconds, uh, New York Met commercial featuring a whole bunch of active current Met players encouraging you to buy tickets, right? Uh, I think the cost is a million bucks for that. You know what that is? But we'll find out in a moment. You know what that is? Yeah. It's called a power move. I love it. I love it. 
you're going to have how many uh, tri-scenario people that might be Met fans who like, haven't made a commitment yet? Like, you know what? I'm going to buy some tickets. Yes. Plus, they may laugh so hard at the commercial, they may say, I'm just buying tickets because Tomas Nito's a great actor. Well, my main man, Andy, is the uh, CMO of the New York Mets, going into, I believe, his second year in that capacity. Andy joins us now. Andy, it's Craig and Evan. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, well, I'm still waiting on that piece of pizza you owe me, but outside of that, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> All right, Takes so a while. here's my question. First off... Who's was this like a a think tank that you know the board and Steve Cohen gets in on, or do you go to Steve Cohen as the CMO and say, Steve, I've got an idea. How do you feel about this? What's the genesis of the commercial? It's exactly that last piece. It it is over Christmas. I was talking with a couple of our agency partners. We're kicking around ideas, and they said, let's do a Super Bowl ad. And I was like, well, that's insane. We have no time, but we'll figure it out. Went to Steve about a week and a half later with what it would cost and the ideas, and he's like, yeah, let's go for it. But that's that isn't was, it great having an owner like that who's just like, bang, awesome. let's go for it, right? Well, what's awesome is it costs like a 25th of what it would cost to sign a big-time free agent. So when you think about it that way, it's eh, changed. So I've been told, so it's a third. I've seen the, first off, we'll get to the commercial itself in a second. Yeah. Uh, even if you take out the cost to produce it and film it and edit it, it is a seven-figure commitment, is it not? No, it's not. Got it. So it's less than a million dollars. It's I less got than that. Yeah. Got it. All right. So the numbers that are out there are, are nonsense. It's Did, not a million yeah, dollars. What, what, yeah. You know what it is? It's in addition to the Super Bowl ad, we had an NFC title ad. We got a month and a half worth of ad time running, all included. So the value of the media is well worth a million, is over a million. Got it. Less How many takes did it take for non-trained actors, but great baseball players yeah. to perform as eloquently as they did? Uh, so it actually wasn't that bad. Um, there's somewhere it took a little longer. That's all I'll say. That was but that, they were, they're not actors. They were they're into it. Players. They rehearsed their role, but they don't, they, this isn't their job. They're not, they're not actors. They're not supposed to be but like guys like Thomas Nino, they were funny. Oh Senga yeah, was great. I thought Kode Senga stole the stole the whole thing. Yeah, I thought he was the about best uh, one. The ghost pitch, the in ghost there, pitch. Right? Yeah, and then explaining you know, that it's not really a ghost. So here's I would say this: you know, <laughs> the New York Mets, as listen, you know, you grew up on the East Coast. The, the New York yep. Mets have been a laughing stock prior to Steve Cohen's purchase, of course, for being dopey, for doing things that just you know totally tone deaf or not making sense or being kind of minor league ish. And you know when I when I saw the video uh, this morning, my I, I before I turned it on, I, I was saying to myself, "All right, is it going to be med esque? Am I going to like it? Not like it? Blah 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 bum." And I watched it three or four times now because I, I couldn't figure out who all the players were. First off, but that's me. You know, Evan's the guy on that. <laughs> like Thomas no, Nito, that's that you know, who that is. Fan. What are you going to do? <laughs> but I, I will say that, and not to blow smoke up your ass because we don't have to, obviously. Uh, it's really creative. It's well done. The guys seem totally into it, and there's no doubt that a Met fan's going to see it and say, "Yeah, I'm going to buy some Met tickets. Why not?" I think that's the goal, and I think I think that you is, achieve it. That is 100 percent the goal, and to have fun and go look. The Mets are for real, and the guys did have fun doing it. They were into it. They when were like, this is a Super Bowl, well, well, the, the most important thing I need to know because we as yeah. Met fans still have trauma. And we get fearful when we don't see certain things. Where was our boy Pete Alonzo? I told him that Pete created, doesn't leave Florida, but he doesn't did, believe me. It created a scare of, oh, the, the extension's never going to come. That's why Pete wasn't in the commercial. So ease my concerns. Where was our buddy Pete Alonzo? It, Evan, you have nothing to worry about. All right. I will ease your concerns right there. He was fine. No issues. It literally was, we had only one day to shoot the ad. He wasn't able to make it that day. All right. We had no time I, I can to tell get it you done. Why, because he was uh, fishing. Uh, I was invited <laughs> to go fishing with him because he loves fishing uh, on the coast of Florida. And it would be very hard for him to you know, change his plans he, to fly up and fly back. Fair enough. The other question I think on people's mind is, did you guys consider using Kate Upton as an actress in yes. this said commercial? Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. I, I yes. know you want me to say yes. Please but, say yes. But, He's only married to the player. So what? it was all about the players, dude. You may not know this, but when Kate Upton used to live here before she met Justin, 
uh, her she and her sister uh, were employed by the New York Jets, and her sister, uh, with Kate's help, uh, decided to pick the jet flight crew for a number of years. She is that's, no stranger to New York sports, my man. Listen, when she comes out to City Field, it's going to be fun with her there. Is there a Let's, chance I could have a seat next to her? We can work on that, Craig. That's what I'm talking we'll about. We'll work on that. See what I'm saying, Evan? You see where this is going? This is Now, there is one very important question I yeah. need to ask you. and I'm not, I know this is not under your purvey, but you're a high-level executive there, and you can make mountains move if need be, okay? Okay. I have now officially partnered with the former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, uh, mm-hmm. In the bacon uh, on a stick business, uh, as you We're may back know, on bacon on a stick. You, huh? got, yes. you got the governor involved. Yeah, he's now. My Did partner. I hear that right? Yeah, Governor Christie's now my fifty-fifty. And he's partner. a big Mets fan. Yeah, he's a diehard Mets fan. He's on the board. He goes to every yeah. home game uh, legitimately. He's like he a love. He's like the an Evan level Mets fan. Evan knows that, right? Yes. So here's my thing. We have evolved from just bacon on a stick to maybe multiple meats on a stick. I'm ba- all into multiple meats on a stick. All right. So back <laughs> in the day, it was the number one selling item. How can we forward this conversation so that it can be ready by opening day? Ready by opening day? We're close, but we, we can figure that out. I'm talking to, we can talk to the food and bev folk. Great. So and get them excited about some meat on a stick. So for the fans that have been missing it, this is no BS. Chris and I will come in for an executive meeting, and there is a chance you're telling us There's a chance that bacon now, and now, now, other meats on a stick are coming and, back. Is it about you and 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 Governor Christie doing a taste test? Well, we'll now, bring is that involved in this. We will bring it in for your crew to taste it to make sure they approve of it. Of course. Okay, then, then we should we should plan on that. Done and done. When are we getting a list of all the promotions, all the bobbleheads, all the giveaways that you guys are going to have? When's that coming out? Uh, it should be out probably in the next few weeks. All right. We're doing 23 of them for 23. Nice. Um, there's some really cool bobbleheads this year. There's also a lot of other cool stuff we're giving away. We're doing, I'll give you some teasers here. We have a, we have a sports theme. There'll be four sports nights. We're going to do jerseys, Mets jerseys, like hockey jerseys, uh, basketball jerseys, really? football jerseys, That's soccer cool. jerseys. That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, well, we're trying some other things. By the way, you New know, York Mets hockey jersey would be a huge seller. There's yes, no doubt about that. That's actually pretty cool, yeah. Yes, there's yeah, no doubt. pretty cool. All right, well, listen. Listen, you, we got to interest the crowd, you know. They got to... They gotta, this is the Mets. This hey, man, I'll, I'll tell you right now, deal. as a longtime season ticket holder, those giveaways are a big freaking deal. I just uh, know Especially it. like the, um, the Star Wars ones, people go crazy for them. They do, yeah. The Garden Gnomes. <laughs> they used to yeah. Garden Gnomes, Bobble. <laughs> they love the Bobble. <laughs> the Bobble. Yes. Right, now, I know the video's out there. Uh, yeah. there. Is the first TV airing of it during the Super Bowl, or will it be airing before that? So it's going to air right in the, in the last section of the pregame. Okay. Right before they go to the Super Bowl, and then it will air at the end of the first quarter in the Super Bowl. Got it. All right, so it's going to air twice. One pregame, one air twice, first quarter. Got and it. then it'll be on the air for the next month and or then, so. Because silly question, like, do you guys have to have uh, phone operators standing by? No. No, it's all, it's all <laughs> online. No. Nobody calls and gets tickets anymore. No number. It's a QR code. Seven one eight five zero seven T I double X. I know the number. Bro, everything is booked through the internet. Oh, now. you Your can't phone. call that number anymore. Damn no. it! I remember memorized that number from. I years haven't ago. talked to my Met ticket rep in a half a decade. Like it's just all interactive. God. So when the ad, so when the ad airs, people are not going to flood you with phone calls. They're going to go online and buy the tickets. Right. Got it. That's exactly right. Boy, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the internet. Well, Andy, look, uh, you know I love you. I'm glad uh, this uh, happened the way it did. It looks great. Thanks, I think man. people I are going to like it very much. And I'll see you next week, okay? All right, I'll see you, man. All right, kiddo. There you go. That's uh, Andy Goldberg. He is the uh, chief marketing officer and does not come from a baseball background. He's a straight marketing genius. I, and I like that jersey idea a lot. I think that was a very good idea. Yeah, like the I, first 5,000 fans got no, no, a Mets no, no, no. hockey Five, jersey. 5,000 is not enough. Oh, it's no, got to no. be like 20,000. Here's the problem. What if you're Frank the Tank? Yeah. You're not fitting in an XL. Yeah, and they usually so, get one size because okay. it's easier to order that way. So as much as I've crushed the Nets and Joe's side today, let me compliment them on something. They have a T-shirt night on some Fridays. Yeah. They actually have different sizes. Really? And so, and I've never seen that before where it's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but you go to the side and they're like, would you like a large or small, a medium? So I know a lot of teams don't do that. And I understand that's probably 
like hectic to pull that off. But I'm just saying it's an option because I think what sports teams need to do, the Mets are included, is you got to entice people to come to the ballpark these days. I think that there's more of a reason to not come because you stay home, you watch it on your TV, on your tablet, our minds are racing. So I think like football teams, baseball teams, basketball teams, they have to do more to encourage you to come to the ballpark. And, and I do think the New York Mets still, for some people, not all fans, of course, because the Steve Cohen you know, fan base is in love, but there are still a group of fans, maybe a little bit older, that still are not fully committed to going back. Uh, as, at least as often as they might have used to have gone back. So the Mets, I do think, are in a different spot than the Yankees, obviously, where they got to try a little bit harder still to get some people to come back and be fully committed to going to the amount of games they used to go to. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, and that's just a that's a historical thing. It's a Wilpon thing. I think they've overcome a lot of that already, and obviously the decisions they made, the money they've spent helps. Yeah. But I do think his ideas, like something as simple as a hockey jersey, which is effing brilliant. I, I, I think also, just as time moves forward, when we're going to the 2020s and 2030s, there are reasons to not go to games. And you have to give fans more reasons to go to games than maybe you Which did 20 years Which sounds silly, ago. but you do. I, listen, this is not me. I'm a, I go, listen, I just want to see the game. I'm, your, I'm not. You take Jet to your game, you go to the Wiffle Ball Park. Every time. Right. We go to Kitty Field every time. Right. And I'm not alone on that. And so. that's not why you're there, but you've got a kid who needs to go there because it. You know, it makes his uh, experience more enjoyable. Absolutely. Right? Plus, you're listening to his father yell and scream at Bartolo Colon uh, is not, you know. Bartolo Colon is the reference. That's the first man I could think of. (laughs) (laughs) That's the guy you come Uh, up with. I don't know why. Jet was an infant when Bartolo <laughs> Colon was pitching. Hey, at least I got a guy that played for the Mets. Fair enough. What's funny is that I've seen uh, you know, the commercials you have as of well. Yeah. You, ha- you have as well. And uh, it took me uh, like five or six views of it to know who every player oh, was. Oh, come on. Francisco Lindor is in it. Tomas Nido is in I, it. I didn't know who that was. You didn't know who that was? Did you know Kode Senka? He was in it. I didn't know his name, but I knew who he was. Edwin Diaz as the closer at the end? Took me, it took me two. <laughs> I, I blocked on his name the first time I saw it. I, it's a power move. I remember when the WWE was at the height of their popularity during the Attitude Era. They had a Super Bowl commercial, and it was a big deal. And it was just a reminder of, with the WWE, we're kings, we have a ton of money, here's a Super Bowl commercial. So, yeah, you're selling tickets. I understand that. I think this is Steve Cohen saying, I just want to remind everybody who the hell I am. And can I just say something? Uh, and I speak for everybody listening. Uh, who has a uh, a good relationship with their boss. Your boss should be more like Steve Cohen. We should be able to go into Spike's office or the architect's office and say, I'd like to do this. Mm-hmm. And the immediate unwavering answer should be, you got it. Absolutely. Period. Stop. No doubt. That's it. No more. Well, let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's have a meeting. Let's get everybody involved. From now on, it should be Spike. I want to do X. And the answer should be, done. Blind yes. Done. I want WFN jerseys. <laughs> Although we did those in Incremental. <laughs> I would, did, you get a, did you ever get a fan baseball jersey? No. Would you like one? Kind. I've got a few in my closet I at home. I so, yeah. Yeah? What, what was this carton on the back? What was it from when you played softball? Yeah, well, we had a couple games, yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder want it. if it says carton on the back. I'm giving I, it I a might thought. have some generic ones. You know, if I, I have would, generic, I'll give it to you. I would take the one with carton on the back. If I actually walk around with jerseys of other players, like what's the difference, right? It, right. And this one, you'll be heckled a lot more. I'm sure I will. You go to City Field wearing a jersey that says carton on it, <laughs> uh, make sure you do not bring the kids. People have a lot to say. I think I would wear that one. Then. I All mean, right. listen, I'm walking into a sports arena tonight wearing a sweatshirt that says, I am a loser. Yeah. That's uh, that's the classic. Because that's here's a the one funny sweatshirt. Because here's the funny part, Craig. I have to yeah. wear this sweatshirt. Because if I took this sweatshirt off, yeah, you'd be I f- don't know if you want to see what I'm wearing. But I'm wearing a shirt that has a message, and I don't know if today's the day to wear it. And it's a coincidence. It says, "In marks we you trust." Him. I don't think you should be caught wearing that shirt at Marks <laughs> at all. I mean, honestly. I mean, yeah. And by the way. <laughs> Pure coincidence. <laughs> Comfortable uh, Top of the pile. <laughs> That's the way it goes, right? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.